Welcome to the She Knows Podcast. I'm your host, life and personal development coach, Luisa Kadieche. This podcast is about celebrating the modern day woman as she takes us through her life journey and the lessons she's learned in her areas of expertise. The heart behind She Knows does not reflect a woman who knows it all, but instead represents the woman who knows failure, she knows disappointment, she knows hardship, yet she still chooses to rise and to take her space in society. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired and empowered to live out your purpose and to embrace the essence of who you really are. Hey guys, what's happening? Your girl Louisa here and it is so good to be back. Now, if you follow our podcast religiously, you would have noticed that last week we did not go live with an episode. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen why. So last week was our reflection week and we were just reflecting and celebrating some of our best moments on this podcast. We were also reviewing your reviews reviewing your reviews, (laughs) your feedback, and just celebrating the times we were on the top charts. We couldn't have done any of that without you listening, sharing, subscribing, downloading, streaming. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much to everybody who has shared our podcast, listened to our podcast, gave us feedback. It just means so much. But I'm not going to say too much. Today's episode is going to be absolutely amazing. So I'm going to go right ahead and introduce our guest. Today's guest is founder of She is Brave.za, Amanda Nomla. She is a speaker, serial entrepreneur, and executive secretary of Rajalna United Nations. In this episode, she shares her own story of how she found purpose from her childhood challenges and what it truly means to take up space and own your future regardless of where you come from. I would really love for you to kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know that you do a ton of things. Um, You're a speaker, you're a nurse, you're an entrepreneur. There's just so much. Um, about you and there's so much to learn about you in this time but I want you to tell us a little bit more about Amanda outside of the things that she does who you are and you know just a little bit more about your upbringing where you're from just so that we can get a taste of who you are (laughs) anyway uh, my name is Amanda and I had a very special childhood. I want to put out, I think people think special, not to use words that, uh, you know, words that are just not right. Mm. I grew up uh, with my with both my parents, um, but they separated when I was in, like, when I was in grade seven. When I was actually going in high school, yes, that's when they separated. It had a very huge uh, bad impact on my life and my childhood because already already my childhood I had to like change primary schools like four or five four four different primary schools all the time I had to do really as my home language. I was in a little free school, then we had to go in Limpopo. I had to do Spade as my home language. So I grew up as a child who couldn't really fully be a child because I always had I always had to adapt in every situation that was happening at home. 
but nonetheless, um, that rocked, I felt somewhere, somehow that rocked me of the childhood memories that I have because my childhood memories that I have is always trying to stop my parents from fighting or just trying to be in the middle of them so that there's truth, you know. So I remember when uh, finally when they separated, I had to... I had to make a decision and I don't know, I'm about to say it was God because um, I guess there was just this resilient spirit in me and I was like, I'm just going to make sure that I'm going to do better for my mom, you know, mm. because I know that she's and she was there in the marriage just for us. You could literally see from a young age, I could already tell those kind of things. And I remember uh, we relocated back, we moved back in Gauteng and I had to go to school and eventually of which I did and um I remember when I was going in grade eight actually right after uh, being very active at church and you know when you know when you find God because I feel like uh you can only find God sometimes you can only be closer to God in brokenness just after being broken mm-hmm. and, and the and the unforgiveness and the resentment that was so for in my heart, that's when I actually experienced and had an encounter with God and my life changed forever because I never thought I could really forgive or let go, even forget what happened in the past. And well, my life changed. And I remember when I was going in grade eight, I made a decision that I'm going to be brave about the decisions that I make. You know, I because I couldn't even participate. I couldn't participate in anything in school. I couldn't even have friends because I was always changing schools, always changing environments, you know. So when I was going in grade eight, I was like, oh, God, you know, I'm just praying for a very peaceful um, journey now, mm-hmm. a peaceful experience in high school and I just want to do things differently and my first bold step was I remember when they wanted um the way they were looking for RCLs like school representatives and I was like I'm gonna go for this you know I remember I went for that and you had to go in the assembly and you know campaign why they should vote for you and which changes you want to bring and um my I got I, I distracted myself with things that actually built me mm-hmm. I was very like I went for things that built me and I did that in high school and I was very focused. I would literally be in class or in meetings. I started doing debates. I started doing just a lot of things. I distracted myself with a lot of things. Funny enough, uh, I think even if I wanted to <laughs> distract myself with guys, I couldn't because I was very <laughs> short. I was very young. They didn't even find me attractive, <laughs> but thank God that because <laughs> we'll probably be talking a different story. And mm. yeah, uh, instead of being very positive about my life, although of course at times those memories would be there because I mean, um, you know, <laughs> divorce is so not nice on children. It really does affect you. You've got so many questions. There's so many memories and all of that. But eventually I made it through. Um, to cut the long story short, <laughs> I completed my matric and... Uh, my mom has really been very supportive. Uh, she's really, really been like my anchor, my strength. And I thank God for her. And after matric, I went and I studied um, a course, a nursing course. And because I was very passionate about people, you know, I, I wanted to do that. I just wanted to help people be there for people who cannot be there for themselves. 
And uh, I realized during the course, of course, yeah, I completed it. It was a short one. But then I realized that actually, I think there is more. This wasn't enough. And then I started being um, open to other opportunities that would come. And then I now started jumping into being the black like me, uh, natural hair ambassadors, and things just started opening up. But what I did is that I actually allowed myself to to find who I am and the things that I wanted to do. And sometimes that happens by allowing different opportunities. I know sometimes it can seem or sound like someone is being selfish or they don't know what they want, but I think you'd rather have those experiences to really find something that you are passionate about and you enjoy doing because with growing up, there's no really uh, strong, there's not really, um, not strong, but um, real career guidance. Mm. I couldn't really get know growing up so I think that's why maybe I took the longer route of trying almost everything that that I think would work out and eventually yeah I then went okay I did work as a nurse it was hectic but it taught humanity it taught me patience it taught me really caring for people taught me a lot I don't regret doing that course and you know having that experience in my life and then I then obviously went and I studied uh, IT because I had two options. It was either in the medical field or the computer science field. And when I when I was doing my IT uh, qualification, I realized that a lot of things, I'm doing them by myself. It's just a matter of getting the paper, you know, like the degree. But obviously there are other lessons, but with how my mind operates, it operates in a very special way. <laughs> And then, of course, I did computer, and I never really thought of looking for a job. It was never in my mind. I just, I was just too ambitious. I wanted to get things done for myself, you know, especially with the experience when I worked as a Black Like Me ambassador. Like, that even opened my mind so much in handling certain things, because mm. I remember to get a group of young young people with natural hair who just had to do promotions all over housing, and that experience just really opened up my mind a lot about business and I could also see what I was capable of. Um, okay, I then uh, started a company, the Wi-Fi company, which is eConnect, and that had to do with um, networking and I did a whole lot of research, but obviously it was inspired by what I studied and you know with the future of, with the with the future of the of technology as well. And then, um, especially in my community, I felt like people needed to have access to to the internet because um, I felt I felt like they are a bit left behind. But I was doing it to really empower them and also for business side, obviously as well. And that did, and that actually took off so well. I mean, it was help, there was assistance. My circle was very positive. And I do have good business partners in it. And it's been uh, close to three years now since it has been running. And yeah. And another thing is that's what I did. And that's really what came out of my my IT qualification. Mm. Right after that, um, with, some, with, with being a young person and growing up in my community, I've always had like young people coming to me, always asking for advice people asking how I do certain things. So, you know, I would literally meet people who I was who we actually have like almost the same stories about their parents or whatever that they're going through. 
And with where actually I grew up with um, Ivory Park or Telisa as a place that it is, it's a place where really there's no inspiration. There's no, you need to create it for yourself. You need to set your mind to the things that you want to do. And when I, when I was able to do that or when people ask how I do that, that's when I really started to create and form the She Is Brave group, which I started in 2018 as well. So 2018 was a birth of so many things. And um, it was it was it was crazy because I was expecting you know just few girls maybe maybe I could maybe mentor like ten twenty, but it it started with a group of a minimum of thirty, then it went to a hundred and it grew and there was so many girls that have been impacted positively by she is brave, so she is brave is basically a mentorship empowerment organization. We do that through programs we do that through motivational school drives we do that through empowerment events that would have any because different um topics different different books because sometimes i think with everything that is happening around it's very important to focus on um on something that um Basically, what I'm trying to say is that uh, with everything that is happening around, it's very important to focus on the solutions and what mm-hmm. prevents it. It doesn't mean about a situation or a problem if you're not doing anything about it. Hence, we've got those programs. Hence, we will be creative about our events. And that really, I think, it has brought a very positive change in the community and all, and also in those girls. Some of them now are able to stand for themselves. We also offer skills development. There's just quite a lot that I've been offering. And especially after I got certified as the Google Digital Skills Trainer, that also helped me to be able to give so much more in my community and the um, organizations around the community were teaching about the digital skills and helping young people to be aware and know which direction they should be heading to and what other opportunities are really there. And yeah, um, I don't know what did I not talk about because it's quite a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And um, yes. Yeah, so right after which she's brave. After I took up, I remember I got an invitation to to be a speaker of with my speaking gig. I had to travel to Eastern Cape in East London. And that's literally where I met someone who saw potential and who was happy to see what I was doing. And that's how I got the invitation to travel into an international meeting and meet other young people. And that really made my life to take a huge turn and things were never the same for good. And that's how my growth has been happening Mm, I love it I love how you're just talking about how um you know you just you just kept going like every time you saw an opportunity to grow every time you saw an opportunity to plant yourself you really took that opportunity and I think that's really admirable and also just like what you were just mentioning right now about that how that one opportunity where you were just opened up more doors to you um i want to kind of like hear from you what kept you going in the process of everything everything that was going on because i mean from from nursing to now a brand ambassador to starting your own company to starting a mentorship you know group like you've just 
built yourself you've continued to evolve and what kept you going what was the one thing that just kept you going because i think a common thing in in today's generation is that we burn out so quickly like we want to do so much but then like when things get tough it's like oh my gosh i can't take it anymore people burn out just with school or just with working a nine to five but how are you then able to do so much you know pour out into other people and still continue to grow so um to tell you the truth i think um, i don't want to sound like um <laughs> okay to tell the truth i think it's also the grace of god mm. honestly and also with from the point of saying it was resilience the fact that um you know you know sometimes situations or difficult times or your background or whatever it can either build you or make you you know mm. and i think for me it was it's like i'm just in a place where I'm like it's not enough i'm not there yet you know like focusing on the bigger picture and making sure that i want to make my mom proud i want to I just want to be there for people who are not who are not able to be there for themselves because I feel like with me, you know, I could have given up so easy. Like a lot has happened, but I chose to to do something about it. And with me, sometimes, funny enough, what keeps me going it's trials, it's persecution, it's when it's hard. That's when I find more reason to keep pushing. That's when I find more reason to do more. And I never say no to any opportunity. Of course, there are things that I'm able to say no to if they do not align with my vision. Mm. But think about it afterwards. The reason I say this, I remember when I was, I had traveled when I was in East London and um, I met someone who was like, oh, this is what you're doing. And I remember they're like, okay, fine. This is an opportunity that is there. Would you go there? And I'm like, I was just like, yes, you know, without even really thinking or considering on which country is it? I've never been head of this name because it was in West Africa. And I'm like, I've never been traveled. I've never been flew, uh, you know, because it was my first time flying to East London at that time. But I've never been flew like internationally. But I just said yes. And uh, everything sank in when they sent me flight tickets. And I'm like, sure, this is really happening, you know. So I think sometimes um, we must not, uh, I think we must try not to, think too much about something you know like trying to it's, it's okay to have calculated risk but not try too hard to to scrutinize on what's happening just say yes and see how far that will take you sometimes not always mm. but sometimes it does work so yeah and when i traveled to Ouagadougou, which was like i had to take a flight from here to ghana from ghana to Abidjan, from Abidjan to this city, place, country I've never seen, and they spoke French. Everything was in French, <laughs> but luckily, someone I was I was uh, with, and when I arrived there, <laughs> and you know, sometimes just by saying yes, that's what you need to do. Just by saying yes, you know, sometimes God will qualify you in places that you thought you don't qualify. Because I remember I was literally the only one that was running a small organization, you know, which was just, she's brave for myself. And people were coming from, they were working for government officials, big organizations. You know, I had no idea at that time what UN was. I had no idea about SDG goals. I had no idea what was going on, but I just said yes. And I think that has to do with also having a teachable spirit, allowing yourself to learn, allowing yourself to be humble and say, let me be taught and let me learn and let me see how I can adjust, you know. 
And eventually I blended in so well. There were tasks, there were challenges. By the end of the conference, when we left, I was elected as the secretary for the new board team. And sure, that was life-changing and it changed so much in how I see the world and how I see problems and bring about solutions. And yeah, and what I've learned from me is that be yourself, say yes to what you can and never ever question certain things when they are happening. And also with imposter syndrome, making sure that, because I think that as well, when you're already there, you're like, do I deserve all of this? Is this me? And I'm like, if, if I'm not the one in those rooms, then who's supposed mm-hmm. to be there? So I had to deal with that in a, a very positive way. And yeah. Wow. Yo, that is so inspirational. I love the say yes part of everything because I think sometimes we just want to calculate everything, calculate the risk, calculate like the pros, the cons, the maybes. And um, I think we have to really get to a position where we allow ourselves to say yes to the next step and to also just have a clear vision. I think something you mentioned was like um, going for things that really align with your vision. And I think perhaps that's also been a contributor to where you are right now is having a clear vision and also knowing how to assess those things um, that align to your vision. How important would you say it is to have a clear vision? You know, do you think that people should write it down or is it something that you subconsciously have in your mind? Like, you know what, this is what I want. Um, But do you write it down? Do you say it? Do you know it? (laughs) I I write everything down. (laughs) (laughs) I write so much because um, it's like I'm taking it out of my mind. And like, because the more I see it, the more I'm reminded where I am. It's very, very important to have a clear vision. You need to know who you are and what is it that you want. Mm. And it does if an opportunity can look so good. Sometimes if it's really not aligning with the things that you want or the things in future, you must not just say yes to everything because some things can be destruction. They can seem so good, but if they're not aligning, they might waste your time. So I write things down. I really write things down. I love as well as using the vision board as well. And, you know, people that they, I think sometimes the reason it might not work for people, for people for like, ah, it's not working, it's because they're not being realistic. You need to be very realistic with your vision board, with the things that you write down. There must be the bigger picture, the middle term, obviously, and the short-term goal. How are you working towards from moving here to get in the middle, then from the middle going up there, you know? So it's very important to note things down, know what is it that you want, be clear with what, what is it that you really, really want. And then I think it becomes a bit easier for you to execute and get where you want to be at. Mm, yeah. And what would you then say to, I think, let me just track back a little. Um, last year, really around this time, was it? Yes, it was around this time. So Zivini, um, she won Miss Essay and she spoke about like, no, and she didn't speak about it then. She spoke about it when she won Miss Universe, about taking up space as women. And... Um, when I reached out to you for this particular podcast, I was thinking to myself, like, this is somebody I believe is really taking up space. As already mentioned, like, you know, you're just really going for everything. You're going for it and it aligns with your vision and you're adding impact. But what would you say to women who are feeling stuck almost and she feels like, you know what, I want to take take up space. I want to make my presence felt. I don't want this imposter s- syndrome I just want to get there 
and show up for the people that I love and show up for myself and make myself proud? What would you say to that woman? Um, it starts with you, honestly. You need to be in a place where you are okay, you are fueled yourself because there's nothing that you can pour out there if you are empty or if you are not okay. Mm-hmm. So you, no man is an island. People need to acknowledge, women need to acknowledge that they need help. If it takes you to get a life coach and mentor, do that because sometimes we are different people and we handle things very differently. You know, there are some people with strong characters and where they, how they need help compared to the other person could be different. But I think acknowledging that you need a mentor or a life coach is very, very important because you are going to have someone who can tell you how they did it because I think what empowers or what changes someone is not you telling them that eat this and that or this is what you must do but when you share your experience I think that's also what I like doing when I talk to young people when I am giving my talks it's not about me telling what they need to do it's how I did it and when you learn from how did someone do it then you can grab lessons very quick from that so I think self-love will be making sure that you get help and you cannot do it by yourself of course, there are things you can do by yourself, but you do need help. You do need assistance. The final question um, is pretty much similar to the question I just asked you. This is just about just looking back and reflecting on your own life. Um, can you tell us what you would say to your younger self, to younger Amanda, um, with everything that you've experienced, with what you know now, what would you say to your younger self with everything that you were even explaining, the things that you had to go through and the challenges that you had to overcome? But as you are right now, I know you just turned 23, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you just turned 23 and you've had some ups, some downs, some victories, some defeats. But what would you then say to, to your younger self? Not not to be afraid to live, you know, not to be afraid to say yes to things that matter to me, to take care of my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, because those things, they make up my life, contribute in my decisions and my behavior and what I do. So really not being afraid to live and taking care of myself to be the best version, literally that, because with all of that, holistically, it covers everything that I need to do. Mm, wow, I love that. Don't be afraid to live and to say yes to things that matter to you. Mm, I wrote that down. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really inspired. I mean, just there's something that you touched on about like the best way to kind of like motivate somebody is not to tell them what to do but to tell them about your experience Mm -hmm. and you really Mm -hmm. took us through your own personal journey your own experience and even me i'm just sitting here and i'm like wow like there's a world full of possibilities and you know i'm just very encouraged and excited for my own future and i'm excited for you and um what god is going to continue to do in your life keep going you're doing great and you're really inspiring and and adding so much value to young girls who look like you, who are where you're from. And, you know, just keep going, girl. I'm really proud of you. If you would like to keep in touch with Amanda, you can follow her on Instagram at underscore 
brave underscore Amy. Or you can visit her website at sheisbrave.org.za. If you would like to stay in touch with us, follow us at sheknows underscore the podcast.